The countdown starts. Four, three, two, one. This is Rachel, and welcome to the podcast version of Competition Countdown. The oldest and most decorated co-ed acapella group at the University of Michigan. It's Amazing Blue. ICCA wildcard champs in 2017. ICCA finalists fourth place in 2017. ICCA 2018 quarterfinal champs. That What will this year bring? Well, we'll start with quarters on February 2nd. Welcome to Competition Countdown, Amy and Grant from Amazing Blue. How are you guys doing? Thank you. We're doing well. Awesome. So, obviously, ICCAs is something that you guys do, do on a regular basis. Um, was there any question this year that you would participate again i would say i'd say yes i think i think every year ever since we i think we went to finals has been a question of of how we want to spend our time and how the you know how the group wants to spend its time because icca is not just busy for those that are like running the group it's busy for the members as well and so you know there are other really reputable uh, competitions that we sort of want to explore and uh so ICCA, while we're doing it again, maybe in the next few years, we don't know. Yeah. What other competitions are, are wetting your whistle that you think you might want to participate in? <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. So actually, for next semester, we are considering also competing at BOSS in Boston. Mm-hmm. So... Um, That's just one of the ones that we are pretty sure that we're going to apply for this time around. But aside from that, there's also, we've also talked about doing SoJam. I think NAC has been something also on our radar. So there are just a couple of things that we haven't really explored that much into yet, but we'd definitely be open to discuss it in the future. Ultimately, ultimately the the multi-tier competitive system of ICCA is, is really quite, uh, exciting. <laughs> and and so that is why, probably one of the main reasons why in the open platform and the ability to sort of not be held back by any prompt or anything is one of the reasons why we continue to do it. Yeah, I could see that. Um, is there something about competing? Like, why is that important to you? It sounds like, I mean, obviously with ICCA, but but with these other competitions, it seems like competition is something that, that you get a lot out of. What is that? I think it's it's kind of like, I don't know, Stravinsky said something like, if you don't have any parameters, then it's almost more difficult to, to like create good music. And I think that competition sets parameters and a sort of gives you a, an end goal. And while like we try to really, we try to really advocate for the idea that like winning isn't the point. And like, we really just want to make sure that our product is, is, is good and like that the members enjoy what we end up putting out. But ultimately, I think it gives us a sense of purpose and like very direct intent as to like what, you know, it gives us something to write stuff around. And, you know, we have a reason to do choreography. And I think Mm -hmm. that that is like what really makes this exciting, makes the competitive part exciting. And if you win, that's just another added excitement. Yeah. And I also think it's really interesting just because I would say that 50% of the group or maybe even most of the group, um, just when we went into the group initially, we weren't really necessarily interested in competing. Like I know that for me specifically, I was definitely not even, I didn't even know that was an option, like as, <laughs> as Legia Acapella group, because I knew nothing about it. So um, people get really into it. And I just think when you're with a bunch of your best friends singing, you know, adding that competition aspect is actually really exciting. Yeah. I guess on on, a, on sort of a final like following up with her, yeah, I come from Texas where the acapella scene is like maybe 
while it's strong, it's probably more spread out geographically, probably. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about acapella at all, but I did a lot of really hyper-competitive marching band, which is big in, in Texas. And so the transition for me, while I didn't expect it to happen, it made a lot of sense. And so, you know, creating the product was, was part of the fun, but also trying to see how it measured up in subjective judges' eyes was more part of the fun. Yeah. As you think about being judged, how do you choose songs that you think are going to get you the best results? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, so I think it has varied every year a little bit, but in general, because um, I've been in, this is the third, this is my third year in the group doing ICCA because I joined my sophomore year of college. Um it usually is very centered around what the group wants. We usually have some sort of system where people will suggest songs. And I guess how people choose the songs to suggest determines on what they personally value in an ICCA song. So some people will try to err more on the popular song side or try to pick more upbeat songs and also at the same time have those ballads to balance them out. So it kind of depends on the individual. And then we kind of have pitches where people explain why they chose the song they did. And then um, obviously the music director or music directors have to weigh in on, you know, what is feasible and things like that. So it ends up being a really big discussion ultimately. So it's very collaborative and I really enjoyed it. Um, you probably have things. Yeah, I, I think to answer your question sort of strategically and what at me as music director try to sort of influence the members to think about when looking at songs is like, I think a really well-rounded set should have a song that is like modern, like ones, like at least one song that is modern and could be popular is on the rise. You know, it doesn't need to be like finesse level <laughs> popular, but I think, like one of the songs that we have in our set this year is go we found out one of our like friend groups that's uh, the Treblemakers in Boston. They actually just voted it into their rep. And I we think that that is like a actually a, I think that's a good sign. Yeah. I also think a well-rounded set includes like a song from the past that's well known, but can that should be reworked. I think you think like SoCal's, you know, pure imagination, that sort of thing. Um, last year, that's where Nowhere to Run came from. And, and you know, it's reworked into some sort of techno something. But it's still an old song where, you know, if your judge has an appreciation for Motown, they'll go, ah, I see, they can do that too. And then I think the rest of the songs, that leaves room for two, three songs to be like, you know, I found this in the depth, darkest realm of Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> to do it, I think it's a cool song. Uh, on a, I think... One of those songs needs to be like a vocal powerhouse. Mm -hmm. Like you need to, you know, you've got to play the game and like show off a soloist and you got to make a bid for best soloist, you know, that every time I think. And um, yeah, so that's sort of, that's sort of things that I try to get them to think about. Not even talking about like how it relates to the, you know, the central theme that we're going for or the like storyline that we're trying to create this year. Yeah. Well, let's take a listen to Nowhere to Run since you mentioned it. We're going to be hearing Amazing Blue doing their rendition of Nowhere to Run, originally performed by Martha and the Vandellas. The solo on this is Jed Rosen, the arranger is Grant Rossi, and the VP is Socrates Papa Giorgio. Here is Amazing Blue with Nowhere to Run. 
Hold up, hold up past me. We don't have a license to air music on this podcast. So if you want to hear this interview in its entirety, including all the amazing music that's involved, please go to our website, Acaville.org, and subscribe. Now back to your regularly scheduled interview. And that was great. I, I really liked your take on that. You, I, I heard the the original, but but your switch on it. It was awesome. Thank you. So, um, I, I kind of wanted to ask a, a sort of a, a last question about you had mentioned sort of um, the theme of of a set, and and do you feel comfortable sharing with us what your theme is for this year? Absolutely. Um, so last, I think ever since chasing love. So ever since the group has sort of been involved in creating the set, it wasn't just a singular person. Um, we've been really interested in going for more narrative um, approaches because we, you know, uh, we think that that's just a really tangible way to like connect the music to, you know, something that we all experience, some wide experience that we all understand. So, um, you know, Chase and Love, I think, was a really clear story. Last year's set was was more conceptual and definitely more like heady, but we found that we actually sort of got detrimented because of some of that, and which like in the judging categories. And so, you know, I think this year, and it also made it hard for some of the members to connect to the set as well as they did to Chasing Love. So this year, we're going almost even further because we haven't really seen any sets that really delve into like true storytelling because sometimes it's really hard when you have like set lyrics. And so this year we're going to go, basically the premise is just a man or this person, our, our vocal percussionist, actually not Socrates, but the other one, (laughs) Um, the acting school. Great. You know, he's going to basically just have a descent. He's going, we wanted, we wanted to sort of explore what that looked like when you go down and you don't necessarily come back up. And so um, we're, you know, in a few weeks, we're, which I guess when this airs will be like a few weeks ago, we will have released uh, a song from our set, which is Ring of Fire, but it, which follows the old songs that get redone. Mm-hmm. And it's the, one of the most manic things I've ever created, I think. And it really is this sort of the centerpiece in watching him crumble and like, dismantle and become disheveled and this sort of idea and so of course the other songs i don't know don't want to say too much but That's um okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no that descent into madness i feel like that yeah. seems like it's your and and we want to really be like very literal and we, we want it to be really really i don't really want any audience member to miss the point of the set yeah and so doing that in a way that isn't too on the nose or kitschy is I think the really that's the the thing is it's going to be hard this year but the start we have thus far is is really exciting I think awesome well guys thank you so much for for spending some time with us with everything that you have going on and sharing the latest with the group we really appreciate it well yeah. thank you for your your enthusiasm is is infectious thank yeah you. thank you for <laughs> I had my voice was gone this morning, and then today <laughs> my voice is back, and Yay. I feel it's just because of talking to you. Oh, well, that's very kind. <laughs> but Amy and Grant, thank you from Amazing Blue, and best of luck in the competition, guys. Thank, thank you. you. That's it for this episode of Competition Countdown. Special thanks to Sam Baker for editing work, and tune in again next time for all your favorite in acapella competition news. The count goes on. Four, three, two, one.